0: So, all right, there I was in like I saw I saw two things in the sky. It was a saucer. Right. And, and then on the other side it was a cigar. And Whoa,
1: dude. Whoa, dude. I heard yeah. about this, bro. I heard about this, dude. What'd you do?
0: So I could I I, I went to the saucer. Bro,
1: did you not listen to what Lord Scotty B had to say, bro? Dude.
0: I don't know if this is like some uh, Mandela effect or something, but like, I don't, I I thought I could have sworn he said, go to the saucer.
1: Dude, no, you always go to the cigar. Man, okay. dude, what, what'd they do to you, dude?
0: Um, let's not talk about that. What what happened over there on the cigar?
1: Well, do you know, the one time I went up there, you know, we, we had a good time. We chilled, we partied. And you know what we did most of all? We talked some dirt, Matthew. Well, good evening, race fans of the internet, and welcome back to another episode of the Talking Dirt Podcast, your weekly racing podcast covering most of the Southeast here. Now, tonight we are going to talk a little bit about racing and a good bit about some other stuff, some other sports that we follow, and all that good jazz there. Now, of course, I am your host, Mr. Ryan Williams, and joining me once again for the Talking Dirt Podcast. The voice of the common man's racer, the uh, the the Marion, well the not so mad man from Marion. He's he's not that mad, he but he is Big Papa. He is Matt Pridgen. Matt, welcome back to the show. Uh, how you doing this week, buddy? Been a been a long but uh but really fast week so far.
0: Well, I am related to the mad man, uh Marion Madman, but
1: you're the mini Madman, uh,
0: the Marion Mad cousin, <laughs> the Mad cousin. <laughs> But uh, anyways, nah, it's it's going pretty good, man. Uh, things going good at work, staying busy, you know. Uh, got to putting the car together here a little bit here and there, but you know, flying by. Can't believe tomorrow it's already Friday.
1: Tomorrow is already Friday, and we got some uh some cool stuff coming up this weekend. Talking Dirt on location at uh, the Livonia Speedway. I'll be there on Saturday. Of course, they have the Ultimate Street Stock season finale. Uh, we'll cover that race towards the end of the program. I believe around 50 cars signed into that one, so we'll. Uh, I'm gonna overview some people that'll be there and talk a little bit about them uh, as much as I know about some of these uh these street stock drivers that'll be at Livonia this weekend. But uh, but Matt, uh, speaking, of, you say you said you got a little bit done to the car uh, so far. I mean, what what is what is the latest update? I'm I I'm assuming that you're just kind of taking your time here and, and working towards you know a season start. Uh, maybe March, April, whenever you know the the local tracks kick off.
0: Yeah, and if there's something that pops up, you know, like in January, February, whatever, I'll if I have it ready, I'll go do that. But, but yeah, that's that's the plan for the most part. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm we're taking our time, working about you know just a couple uh, hours a night. You know, just going out there messing around. We got the uh, rear end in, got the links on, uh, the link bars connected, got the. J bar on, got the lift bar on, and the fuel fuel cell in. Right. So far so. And I will say I kinda do waiting believe... on a few parts for the front to kind of get started on it. Right, and I
1: really believe, dude, that uh, with all these updates that you guys have made, and you know, we're finally probably going to be able to see what your motor can do at full potential. And you know, I I really think that that you're going to have a a really really a much better season next year. I'm really looking forward to it. Talking to her, will be back on the car. 100%. I, I can't wait for that. And, um, well, speaking of back on the car, are we, are we ready to reveal, uh, if there are, if, if there are going to be any changes to the wrap on that 14 next year, what, what are you kind of feeling? Uh, I am we're now in that stage, you know, get your designs ready for next year.
0: Well, I, I got a plan for next year. It, it, it's going to be really cool next year. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be doing a, uh, a tribute scheme uh uh-huh. yeah i'm gonna be doing a tribute scheme uh to someone that was very special to me um but it, it, it and they they don't have anything to do with racing so it, it's not going to be something kind of racing. but it, it's going to be cool I, I thought of it the other day it's going to be really cool but for this year i can't make my mind up if i want to um keep it the same as last year or like you said change it up i think i might change it up i don't know i haven't well, I, I need to I need to go up there and uh, sit down with Tanner and right over and look at things and pick his mind, see what he's thinking. If you know, see if we can get on the same wavelength. Which I don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that. All right, so he he does a good job. I ain't he does he does. It. I just want to I mainly to see the creative aspect of it. And you just kind of want to add your own two cents into it. I I get it right. Now speaking that, of Tanner, yeah, he did yeah.
1: some really he did some really cool work. Uh, actually, today, if you guys go over and check out the the Wicked oh yeah, page, I saw that that was sick. Tanner just got done wrapping the stacker trailer uh, that we'll take to Livonia this weekend, and that thing is bad to the bone, uh, to say the least. Tanner did a, fit, a fantastic job with it. Although the only problem is I don't see the Talking Dirt logo anywhere on the stacker. Uh, mm, that, you got to get that, that on there. That's just one complaint. I'll go and I'll. I'll, I'll put that sticker on myself. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. He he was just trying to save it for me to put it on there. I, be, I bet you that's what it was. I I know Tanner. He's a good dude. He'd do that for me. But uh, but, uh, but no. Jokes aside, it it, it yeah, does look I feel pretty darn like
0: good. It does. But I feel like if um, it it'd be more efficient because you know there there's times where he'll text me and show me like renders and stuff, and I I'll, I'll have to. Reply whenever I can, and then I have to wait for you know, it would just be more efficient to go ahead and just sit down at one time, right. get it all out, and you know, put it on the car. You know,
1: oh, you're not wrong at all. See, um, for, for those of you listening, don't know what Matt's car looked like, you can go check out his uh, Matt Prid- Pridgen racing page and take a look at it. But what oh, I was so sick like,
0: last year, I loved it, man. Yeah, I, the- I, honestly, and, and I know this is a little biased, I know, I know, I but I feel like I had the best looking car at every track I went to.
1: And you know what? just you're, dis- you're gonna disagree with me here, but you know what? My favorite part of the car was the quarter panel. Well, she, of course, yeah, because it the, had the, it the pink talking dirt in Wicked Fab, but yes, the the pink trim, the pink accent oh, yeah, throughout dude. the rest, dude, so really sick. made it sick.
0: At at one point, you weren't gonna do it. No, 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 no. I was gonna, I wasn't gonna do the pink. I was gonna do the the. I call it Bass Boat Flakes, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's. I, I was gonna do that. I wasn't. I wasn't real sure, but you and Dad convinced me to go with the pink, and I, I'm. I'm really glad just, I did. It, it's it looks so cool, man. It made everything pop. Like I'm. I got Discord minimized right now, and I'm looking at a. I have a picture of it as my home screen on my desktop, but it, dude, it just looks good.
1: I, dude, I, and I'll tell you, it, that's it
0: that's one reason why I haven't made my mind up if I want to change it.
1: You know, well, I what I would do now with me just looking at it. Honestly, bro, I would flip for next year's wrap the dark blue and the white just to see what it would look like. I think that that would look so Go with a good. white nose. Yes,
0: yeah. With a, with, a, th- with with blue plastics on the bottom. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think that if you flip blue and white on the car next year, that it would look so good, dude. I really believe that. And. I don't know. We'll play with it as we get there. Let's. I don't know. Let's, let's stop rambling about rap. I mean, we can not talk about <laughs> raps for a second, though. We can talk about you know. I don't know about, so what? Some of our favorite raps of you know this year was and obviously I think to uh, to some of our local guys here, just giving them some love. Uh the the new rap that Cameron Holloway pulled out that pretty much yeah, it, it's totally just good. about all red. That dude, that thing I saw it just about every week. It was a Austin's though. Austin's is top. Oh 10. my god. Allst- that... Austin Rodon is yeah. Have you seen how big that dog is?
0: Yeah, I saw the dog. That's a,
1: that's a big dog. <laughs> that was a joke between them for a while. I tried to figure it out, and they finally explained it to me after a while. But did Terry's that, yeah.
0: car looks good.
1: I can't believe how big that dog. You ain't lying either. Uh, Terry Capel's twenty two car. It is freaking awesome.
0: Daryl Moran's is easily one of is. my favorites though. Daryl Moran's that, is, that is matte black cool. with the orange accents. Oh right. man, that thing looks good.
1: Y'all just got to get on Facebook and look up all these cars we're talking about as we're talking about them because they are some beautiful pieces of machinery. Um, but hands down, my favorite wrap of this year was the one that Dustin brought out at the Cash uh, Money.
0: Yeah, the, the Halloween,
1: the Halloween themed wrap. Now, if we're that just talking base nice. wraps, I've always loved uh, the the old Cotton Candy Express look that Dustin had like for a few years there. Mm-hmm. Um, this this year's the I black liked. one.
0: The black one was the nice. black
1: one was dope um this year i liked it uh zach mitchell also had a pretty cool wrap on this year
0: uh, even around- dustin's personal car looked looked freaking amazing i love the colors he went with a simple blue and yellow on there
1: oh and my girlfriend just uh, brought up one we can't leave out mikey course he's bringing that uh new car that he's got
0: oh yeah dude that, that thing one, is slick yeah the black black with yeah. purple oh man but i am biased yeah, that looks i good. will
1: I will continue to say that um the the seven, the street stock that that uh, banjo's driving right now, that's a sick, rap, man. If you look yeah. into the numbers, you can see his font of the number eleven inside of the seven on that car is so dope, man. The way that um, I'm not sure if it was Tanner or Kenny that made that one, but the the way that that he got the accent of the eleven inside of the seven on that car, is yeah, that so was pretty cool. cool. And just that that overall look on um, on on that, on Banjo's cars that, that he had last year. And even the the blue wrap this year on the super late model, I really hate that he didn't get to race it a whole lot this year. Um, but obviously he had so much going on with, you know, starting his own company and having his baby and, and whatnot. And we got some big surprises um, over on Wicked Fab coming soon uh, to tell you guys about big, 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 big news when it comes to uh, Banjo Duke and late model racing. We got some really cool stuff we're working on, but the uh, the baby wrap the blue wrap that, that Banjo had at the start of this year yeah hands down one of my favorite wraps of all time now oh, yeah, it looks all good. time just classics um ooh, classics Brandon Overton's Budweiser car yeah. um when Jonathan Davenport drove the the rumbling number six I just think that car was absolutely bad to the loan. that
0: car still looks the same just about.
1: It does, but I mean, it's still it, it says it says Kyle Larson instead of Jonathan Davenport on the side. Well, and
0: and and, and you can't. I mean, the iconic, the most notable,
1: iconic
0: number six. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a different person now. Oh, okay. But the most iconic rap, most notable rap ever. Anybody sees this, they know who it is without a doubt. Mr. Bloomquist.
1: Well, depends on if you're talking
0: before he swapped the number font or after. I'm talking about like. The 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 little swoosh with the circle in the middle.
1: Okay, you're talking about um what post? Yeah, when he start doing that like oh, oh, six, uh Sometime in the
0: there mid two thousands, I want to say
1: yeah. Sometime in the mid two thousands that he started doing that. Remember, he was the the eighteen for a while, and I thought it was cool how this year he pulled out that uh that throwback car that I uh, yeah had the, the straight the straight eighteen with the flames coming off of it. Dude, that was yeah. so cool.
0: That uh, did, did that now did, that. did banjo get that idea from that? For his numbers because so, he's please. got flames off the bat.
1: yeah david but david's always had flames off the back and i'm not sure if it derives from bloopers yeah. or not i'm not sure because he's done that since i watched him race in like o three o four, um right. which is crazy i've told that story a hundred times that i used to watch him race and then all of a sudden became really close friends with him uh through outside sources and starting to work at the racetrack and whatnot um it's always cool how relationships come about but um I, again, I'm not sure that, that it derives from Bloomquist, uh, but I do know that David's been doing that now for, you know, just about his whole racing career, and it'll probably keep on forever. He's always had a thing for flames. See, yeah. uh, uh, we we were over there. He's got this little, a bead roller, and this sucker, let me tell I, I I kid you not, he will sit there and take just pieces of, like, scrap pieces of sheet metal and take the bead roller and draw flames on that scrap piece of sheet metal. And mm-hmm. he will do this for hours, literally hours, just freaking bead rolling flames. And I'm asking like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm trying to get it perfect, man. Try to get it perfect." Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and he did it. Um, his uh, gosh, the the MSD box cover on the on the uh, Longhorn that he had. If yeah. you look at it, if you look at it closely, it's a piece of scrap sheet metal with flames in it mm-hmm. with the bead roller. <laughs> It, like he's, he's always been about flames That's that's been one of his calling cards. Um, and obviously he's still even incorporated into the, uh, the number seven and the cutest little things. Um, excuse me, I'll take a drink of water there. The cutest little things. I don't know if you said, saw this on uh Tanner or David's or Angie's Facebook, but David actually fabricated, uh, two baby strollers to look like little late models. Did you see that Matt?
0: Yeah, I've seen that before.
1: I've seen a yeah. few people do it, and I'm uh, I'm I'm trying to do one on a Power Wheels car uh, right now. I've Just gotta find the right Power Wheels car. If uh, uh, I've been looking for one on on Facebook and a couple other places, trying to find uh, the right one to make it with. But dude, those things for for people that know how to do that, uh, for for people that like that kind of stuff, that's the kind of stuff that people like, and that's the kind of stuff I like. And I want to get one made for a, a special little fella in my life, and and hopefully David makes that happen. But dude, the rap. That uh the Tanner put on it saw where he um, it's on the t- uh the on Tanner Rodonis' Facebook, but he actually put matching wraps on uh, Banjo's son and um, Miss Angie from Angie's Photography's son. They both got matching wraps. One's number eleven, yeah, one's number that. twelve. It's super cute, man. I, yeah. I I love to see stuff like that, and I really hope to see those little guys at uh, at racetracks here soon, riding around in style. Um, with, uh, uh, Banjo's son, Dawson has a little, uh, driver suit made for him and he's, gosh, he's so
0: cute. Um, the coolest thing I've seen like that though, is I've seen someone put like a late model looking body around a golf cart.
1: I've seen that as well. Yeah, dude. I've seen, uh, I've seen those on golf carts. I can't remember who was making them, but, uh, there was a a few guys and obviously people that know how to fabricate can, can do that kind of stuff. But yeah, dude, it's it's just cool to see late model bodies on just about anything besides a late model. It, but it, it's still cool to see late models with late model bodies. But it, it's cool to see people put you know race car bodies on on just about everything, and especially for the kids, man, they love it. We've got um a couple of people that come out like Power Wheels race and stuff that have you know made little race car bodies on top of Power Wheels, and I want to do the same um yeah. for somebody. But yeah, that that kind of stuff's so cool, dude.
0: Yeah, just just the you know the craftsmanship and the you know right. The, and it you know, it the makes
1: office. the it makes the kids feel legit. It makes them feel like race car drivers. Yeah, yeah
0: which... they got their own race car. Like I, me and my mom were talking about it today. They they've been going through the attic, going through stuff, and they they found this little uh, this little. Uh, it was some sort of suit and had a a helmet, and I said it was a <laughs> racing suit. Yeah, I don't know if it had anything to do with racing, but. It was a suit, oh, like a little one-piece suit thing, and it had a helmet.
1: So it was my racing suit. (laughs) That's that's cool. That's so cool, man. Well, I guess let's shift gears here just a little bit and um, talk about even more racing stuff that's going on. Because not too long ago, just a couple of days ago, well, first World of Outlaws released their 2023 schedule, and then Lucas Oil followed up shortly after. Now, I'm going to pull up that World of outlaw schedule real quick. There's, there's a couple of interesting uh, things on it, uh, m- mainly the exclusion of South Carolina and North Carolina tracks besides Charlotte uh, to the World of Outlaw schedule as well as the Lucas Oil schedule. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about why that may be because there was really no reason... No reason for them to take you know Cherokee off the schedule. It's been a World of Outlaws and Lucas Oil mainstay for for years and years and years now. So just talking about uh, World of Outlaws, they started off. Now they've dropped the the Wild West Shootout. I don't know if you remember that race, Matt. Uh, yeah. The Wild West Shootout at Vado Speedway Park in what is it, New Mexico? But that was always a cool race. But I understand why they did why they cut it, and it mainly has to do with the cost of fuel. I gar—I guarantee it. They haven't said this, but I guarantee you that it has to do with the cost of fuel because it—it it just costs too much for these teams, especially the ones in North Carolina. Like a, a majority of your racing teams are still out of North Carolina, Tennessee, South Carolina, and a few other places. And then you got a lot of guys in the Midwest now, but it would cost so much money for those guys to travel from you know the southeast, even the Midwest, all the way to New Mexico for a race. So I really—I understand uh why they uh why they cut it. I mean Matt, do you have any opinion there?
0: I mean it makes sense, but I mean also if you if you do it that way, I mean how many teams like, you know, let's say Rocket One, you know, they come from West Virginia. There's a lot of races down in Georgia, Florida and all that. So I mean right. pretty much the same thing for them, but I, I at don't the same know.
1: time well, yes and no. It's it's a lot less mileage to go from north to south than it is from east to west.
0: Well, all right. So, could do you think this could be a factor that, uh, like maybe like attendance there is might be low and they're not getting I, any views on, on live rem- stream?
1: I don't remember that it was low because I mean there are guys in that area that that race super stuff, but not uh, obviously not as many as race here.
0: Um, well, so not not necessarily, factor. not necessarily car count, but I mean like. People in the stands because I, do they do these guys th- that live there? Do they really know who you know Chris Ferguson is? I mean, well, because most of the people that run World of Outlaws Lucas Oil come from like like the the mid mid east kind of I guess like over east sure and then north and south from there right not not like, not. You know- Nobody from out west comes races World of Outlaws in Lucas Oil.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a handful of guys and you can really think of. Them, you know, Stormy, Stormy, and Johnny Scott. Um, let's see, what's his name? Uh, Ricky Thornton juniors from out there. I mean, there's there's a couple of those, but there's not a there's not a ton like you're saying. You got, I mean, you got guys in Texas, Louisiana, Kate Dillard. Uh, you got a bunch of guys in Georgia, some Mississippi guys, uh, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana. Um, uh, there's a, probably a few out of Michigan. There's a, there's a bunch of guys in Ohio. Cause it's right there, you know, in that dirt racing hub.
0: Right. Um, so, I mean, they're pre- It's pretty much in that section on over to the Atlantic ocean. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. They're doing, you know, the national, the national touring stuff that, and they, it kind of makes sense that they would really keep those schedules more geared towards, you know, Midwest over East. Because, right. I mean, you got races World of Outlaws wise. You got races up and down the East Coast. You got races, you know, New York, Pennsylvania. Um, uh, no, I don't think they're going back to West Virginia this year. Um, and you, then you've obviously got your your tracks up in Wisconsin, Minnesota, Ohio, um, even others, Illinois. They do a lot of Illinois racing as well. So, I mean, they're, they're doing it right. And let, let's keep on with the schedule here. They open up Volusia Speedway Park. Um, for the the Sunshine Nationals again, that's a two parter. Over I want to say over three hundred twenty thousand dollars in that purse total. So I mean, these guys they're racing for a heck of a ton of money, heck of a heck of a lot of money. Oh yeah. Um. Even week one at Volusia, then they go to uh, Smoky Mountain, which is cool to see Smoky Mountain on the schedule. Of course, Smoky Mountain's uh, track up in uh, Tennessee. It's you know got similar vibes, uh, but not quite the same as you know your your volunteer your Taz will. Uh, your your nice tracks up in Tennessee. um, Similar vibes. All those tracks all have kind of similar vibes. Volunteer and Taz will have similar vibes, even though, you know, Taz was a little more on the cushion, hold a lot more speed, Volunteer's a little more flat, blah, 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 blah. It's all the same dirt is is what I'm trying to get at. Right. But, um, yeah, Smoky Mountain should be a really good show for World of Outlaws. And then Boyd Speedway. I don't know if you're familiar with Boyd's. I'm not too familiar with I've Boyd's. I've heard of it. Um, I've, I've definitely it. heard of it, but I've ne- I don't think that I've ever you know been there or really seen it that much. But I've heard it is a a pretty cool track. Uh, and then they head up to Illinois, Farmer City Raceway. Now this is they they go to Illinois for just one race, and they're off for about a month. Come back April for 411 Motor Speedway in Tennessee, great track. Um, that should be a really cool event. One day, ten thousand to win there. And then how about this, Matt? I believe for the first time in quite a while, the World of Outlaw series will go to the Talladega Short Track, one of the most immaculate, um, uh, most immaculate dirt tracks there is, in my opinion. And I believe that's on uh, Talladega Super Speedway weekend. So that's going to be a really, really fun uh, event there. Fifty thousand to win at the Talladega Short Track. That's
0: going to be a crowded area. That you, weekend, dude.
1: You're not lying. I I really think that that's probably going to be in in the uh, running for highest attendance of the year uh, for World of Outlaws. Even though you know Talladega Short Track doesn't have uh, tremendously huge grandstands, it's still got nice grandstands, and you know with with the 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 traffic from the Talladega Motor Speedway, which isn't you know it not very far away uh, from the Talladega Short Track. That uh, yeah, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be one crowded son of a gun, and um. You know, speaking just as crowded, the even the ice bowl at Talladega is always packed to the gills. Even yeah. though, You know, the past couple of years, that's been a big problem there, um, with not the track, but everything else being so muddy and mucky because it's you know winter time. gets a little mucky here in the southeast, especially over in Alabama, and that, there's been a big problem with that. But still, they they're having great turnouts for for the uh, the ice bowl that they have every year. I, that's one of those. Those events that's on my calendar. I really want to go to the Ice Bowl one year, but um, keeping on with this schedule, they've got Mississippi Thunder Raceway up after uh Talladega. Now, I've honestly, um, honestly, this track threw me for a huge loop for quite a while. Where do you think Mississippi Thunder Raceway is, Matt?
0: Well, I'd assume it'd be in Mississippi, but I feel like Ah. it's well, that. Well, I'm I'm saying like let me finish, let me finish. But judging by the way you're asking this question, and uh, I'm 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 just assuming it's in a different state, but it is along the Mississippi River. It, it well,
1: I believe actually you might be right. Let me check real quick. Uh,
0: why why else would it be called Mississippi Speedway or whatever? Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure,
1: but I'm looking. Hold on, let's see if it runs that far. Barely. No, it doesn't.
0: Oh, it don't. Okay. I'm completely wrong then. So where, where is
1: it? It doesn't it doesn't even run that far. It's crazy. Uh Mississippi Thunder Raceway, that y'all just y'all just witnessed me realizing the Mississippi River didn't go that far. Uh, Mississippi Thunder Raceway is in Fountain City, Wisconsin.
0: Wow, you had to really look that up. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, uh, yes, buddy. Uh,
1: Matt, do you realize how long it's been since I've looked at a map? Oh, dude, well, I, you, I got out, it, out of high school, it didn't turn back, son. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Once I got out of high school, I was work, racing, house. That's it. That's that's me. Um, but yeah, Mississippi Thunder Raceway is in Fountain City, Wisconsin. Um, they have a $264,000 perch for that entire event, so that is uh, pretty darn cool. And then they uh, stay up north, but go east. Marion Center Raceway, I'm not familiar with that
0: one. Marion? In
1: Pennsylvania. And Mar- yeah, man, Marion Center.
0: I wonder not if a- they got a madman over there. They, (laughs) they might. (laughs) The Marion Center man. (laughs) His name's Ponty Dredgen.
1: His his name's Ponty Dringen. All right.
0: There we go. Uh,
1: Mar the the Marion Center man man Ponty Dringen. Um,
0: something like that.
1: (laughs) And it's uh, Port Royal Speedway, uh, which in real life races a lot better than it does on the iRacing simulator. So that should be a fun one in May for the World of Outlaws Stateline Speedway up in New York. Not familiar with that one. It's in Boosty, New York, and then uh, Sharon Speedway. Good to see Sharon Speedway back on their schedule. They raced there one time this year. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool little track up there in Ohio. Uh, Tri City Speedway in Illinois. Matt, all right. This uh, this triggers a a big question for me. In right. in the world of dirt racing, how many do you think? Tri cities, Tri county, or oh gosh, what what else should I say? There, there's or like I eighty speedways. You know, it, there it seems to be like a million of them because I can count at least at least three Tri counties, at least two Tri cities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know you got three eleven and four eleven. Those the same. You got like multiple I
0: eighty speedways. I don't. know. I guess yeah, I like, like named name named after. Yeah. Like a lot of tracks named after interstates or highways, like the go-kart track in Latta is what? Third, uh, 95 30. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I something
1: like that. Remember. But, but still, you, you got a lot of tracks named like that, but, but I mean, the, there's just, there's too many to keep track of, especially like the, the tri counties and the tri cities and the triceratops and, all, yeah. that kinda, all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, there's just too many, too many to keep track of when it comes to that. But luckily, they tell us where it is. It's in Granite City, Illinois. This Tri City Speedway, and then they come all the way back to Kentucky from Illinois. Uh, just dang, one day later. I hope they're. Uh, I'm not sure how close Granite City is to Paducah, but on the third of June, they are at Paducah International Raceway. And then uh, about 20 days later, go to 81 Speedway in Wichita, Kansas for a couple. And then they go to one called Off Road Speedway. I hope that's a road dirt. uh, I hope that's a dirt road course. I really do.
0: I want to see a late model on a road course. Hey, it was on NASCAR Heat. It was on NASCAR Heat.
1: They got to do it. You can do it on NASCAR (laughs) Heat. You can do it on iRacing. Let's see if you can do it in real life. Oh, my God. Y'all, if y'all play iRacing, the funnest thing to do ever. Street Stocks Take at Crandon. Street Stocks at Crandon International Speedway. Take the Street Stocks and turn uh, damage off and put a, a baseline setup on there that has you know all four corners set up just about the same so it'll turn left and right. Dude, most fun you will ever have in your entire life. I guarantee it. Um, Or your money back and you didn't pay for this so you don't get nothing back. Um, so they go then to Mason City Motor Speedway. Red River Valley Speedway in North Dakota. How about some North Dakota races? I didn't really think about North Dakota as being a big hot spot for racing, but I'd yeah. assume it. I'd assume it. At North and South Dakota. I'd assume they are in in a in a interesting way. River. City I, I'm pretty race.
0: sure every state in the country, even Alaska, has dirt tracks. A, yeah. At least one. There. I, I mean, California no, Alaska, has like thirty.
1: Ala- Alaska has one.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A-
1: a- every Alaska state in this has country one. has one. I do. I believe you are correct, sir. Well, every 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 all right, uh, So state in this country, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's not really like certain places are hotbeds for racing. I mean, what yeah. what racing do you hear about in Idaho or Montana? I mean, you don't really hear about any Montana because they got that you know that TV show going on up there. That's all they care about nowadays up in Yellowstone. Um, but yeah, I mean. There there are still some some good races up there, I'm assuming.
0: But yeah, one thing that's pretty cool, I saw this um Speedway car cams. They yeah. uh parked up with somebody and they uh they make t shirts and on the t shirts yeah. is individual states and on uh, and on the shirt it's gonna have like the silhouette of every dirt track in the state. So I, that's pretty cool. I went on there and I looked at a lot of states. I haven't looked in a minute, but
1: that's the uh, that's the first thing I thought of when you, when you started talking about states and having tracks. It's the first thing that yeah. I thought of uh, was Speedway Car Camp stuff. Y'all that go was check those pretty cool out. Though that, that yeah, was a man. great idea. Yeah, man, it is. Um, well, let's finish out the schedule here. Um, they go to two tracks in North Dakota, then they go back to Minnesota at Cheerstep mm-hmm. Speedway. They go to Ponderosa Speedway in Kentucky. They go Brownstown, which is cool to see a World of Outlaws and Brownstown come back together. Then they go to oh, Fairbury yeah. uh, for one of the best races of the year, the, the Prairie Dirt Classic. Then Boone Speedway in Iowa. Cedar Lake for um, that big event up there, fifty grand a win for Cedar Lake. Uh, Davenport Speedway in Iowa. Atomic Speedway, 34 Raceway in Iowa. Uh, Fairbury again for a one-night show. Then it's I-75 Raceway in Tennessee. Sonoya. It's a Neuer hmm. Raceway on October fourteenth, fifteen grand to win. Awesome stuff, and then the dirt track is in Charlotte for the World Finals, November first, second, and fourth. So, really good schedule. I enjoy what I see. I don't like it, but I feel like it's missing some stuff.
0: I don't like it. Why don't you like it? Because there's no tracks from South Carolina. Well, I mean, I mean, we historically. Get- we got we got Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Right? But not only that, we got Lancaster. Well, and not only those two tracks, but we got Lakeview and Sumter. I mean All right, so here's here's the big there, thing. There's, there's plenty of tracks to choose from here to put on well, good shows.
1: Here's the big thing that a lot of people don't understand about Booking World of Outlaws and such. I I mean, A, of course, you guys know that the, the track has to put up most, if not in some cases, all of the money. Right? So that's a big factor. Some tracks may not you know have the excess funds to pay. Um but the thing with World of Outlaws and Lucas, a lot of times uh get barring you know a couple of shows, a couple of one day one hitters, those series are booked out for years. Yeah. Like I'm telling years those series are booked out. So the and only
0: way to get on the booking is if you do like a like a two day show or a three day show or something like that. With, with well no, day just day. like
1: one hitter between like okay, so say they had okay, so say they got Sonoya and then Charlotte following. Right. Sumter's in between Sonoya and Charlotte. So if we got a race it'd be a one day between Sonoya and I got Charlotte. You. Like I got during you. the week. That like they like on a Wednesday night. Yeah, they'll probably do that kind of stuff, but as far as like booking big shows and whatnot, they're usually booked pretty far out for those kind of things, uh, which is just a fun tidbit for everybody saying, you know, they need to come here, they need to come here. It takes a lot to to make a national touring race happen. Dude,
0: a Lucas Oil race or a World LL race at Sumter would be absolutely bonkers. Be
1: knocking foot. And I guarantee you, I believe a 525 would wax the
0: floor. Yeah, I mean, maybe if uh, the track dries out pretty good and Austin's out there, (laughs) dude. Imagine, uh, dude. Oh (laughs) my
1: god, that would be so great. I'm pretty sure a 602 has never won a super late model race. Imagine. imagine.
0: I'm pretty sure it's
1: never ever happened. Imagine the publicity, the press, dude. Austin Mints would uh, even. It doesn't even have to be Austin. Anybody in a 602.
0: They would be well, overnight saying, superstars. I was just saying because Austin's so good out there in the six hundred two. I mean, he qualified outside pole with him. He did, and finished what fourth. So I mean, yeah, yeah, I, he could go out there. If the track conditions are, are, are right for a six hundred two, he could go out there to Lucas Oil Race. And I, I, I'd, I'd have all my money on him.
1: He would become an absolute overnight superstar. Like he would. That that would do wonders for a career like that. To be able to to do something, to be able to make history, really, uh, would would make any career. But but yeah, that's just some some food for your brain, Just some food for your brain. What would happen if a six hundred two won a super late model race? It would it 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 change the game, I believe.
0: Well, it wouldn't be game changing, but he he'd be the the, make the talk history. of the year. He'd be oh, the talk understand. of the year. Especially Definitely. around these parks.
1: Definitely, man. Definitely. Well, uh, speaking of talking of the year, the uh, the final Dirt Lake model uh, top 25 was released by Dirt on Dirt a couple, about a, a couple days ago, actually. Uh, Ricky Thornton Jr. with his win at Sonoya moves in to the top 10 at number eight. And other than that, I mean, we all know who the number one was. Matt, you know, we, we know, we know it, it was big old Superman after his, you know, million and a half dollar year. Uh, he was the number
0: one um so i got um, something funny uh we just we got a uh, a new guy in at work uh like two weeks ago right and he the day i went to go i was out of work to go to rocket he uh noticed my toolbox i have some pictures from last year hanging up in Uh my toolbox and he saw it and he was like he came up to me he was like hey man i seen your pictures in your toolbox he said uh he was like um I, I I went high high school with a girl that married a guy that does that. I don't know if you know him or not. He I was like, all right, hit me with it. He said, "Uh, you know of a guy named Jonathan Davenport?" I, I said, did. "Uh, who doesn't?" <laughs> he was like, "Wow, he's really that big." I said, "Yeah, <laughs> he is
1: hands down the uh, the biggest name in dirt label racing right, right now. now." Yeah, he, he is, is guy the right guy. Now. And the crazy thing he's he's been the guy. He's been the guy for. Ten years now. I mean, you think about the the Rumley days and then he gets him. But in between then and now
0: between then and now though, I mean he's he's been up there, but he hasn't been he wasn't the man there. Like in between those two teams.
1: Three time repeating Lucas Old Late Model Dirt champion?
0: Yeah, but in between the Rumley and the Lanigan runs. Landers. Landers. My bad.
1: Lannigan's a guy that beat him for a while. Hey, you're getting them mixed up.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Landers. But yeah, in between the Rumley ri- ride and the Landers ride. Right. I, I mean, he was still good, but he wasn't on top like he was in those two right. teams.
1: Right. And then, I mean, back then, your your big guys, uh, Jimmy Owens was winning a lot of races. Jason Fager was winning in a lot Shope. of races. B- that, that was
0: that was b Shep's runs. That yeah, when that he was, was number
1: one. That was that was uh um Josh Richards mm-hmm. uh w- was back it was in that uh the Rocket One car Scott. Was also, oh yeah, dude, can't forget about Scotty B, Billy Moyer, BMJ, Alien just, Man, Alien Man, <laughs> Cigar Shaped <laughs> Ship, baby. Yeah, how about that, dude? We'll transition to that real quick. Best interview. I have ever heard in my life was Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Scotty B talking about the cigar-shaped ship,
0: Do not I want know to know what was going author. through Dale's brain when he was talking about that.
1: You know, you know, Scotty's a funky individual now. He he get down with the clown if if you give him a chance. Scotty B, <laughs> Scotty B been there a time or two. He's done he's done all that a time or two now, and he. He got on some tangent about spaceships because apparently he's been abducted a couple of times, if not a hundred times. And <laughs> he was telling everybody what ship to go on. Now I wonder what happened to him on the sauc- saucer shape. Yep. Uh don't go to the saucer, let and jump. Go to the cigar in the sky. Um I do not I do
0: not I d I don't I don't know.
1: When man. you feel you feel that and you feel that beam of light come down on you, just just know that you're going to the right place if you're going to the cigar. I what don't know, a maybe, legend. Maybe you what get up there. You think you get up there and it's, it it goes with the say it's like a cigar lounge, you know, cool laid back. These little, little big eyed green people running around. They got, they got uh, Monte Cristos in their hands, all lit up puffing on a cigar. I mean, that's just kind of what I envisioned that if if it's just like a cool lounge type deal on the cigar ship, then you go to the saucer ship and you know, you, you come back and you walk funny for a couple of weeks uh i think i think that's kind of what scott meant by all that you know what a legend Uh, dude what a what an absolute legend scotty v is is the
0: best all right um so back back to the list all right so uh, was there any other like major changes was was uh dustin on there or uh tyler bear
1: i'm not i don't think they weren't on that list we're talking about i'm talking about the journal dirt list not the uh not the money okay. prize list.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. So then the they wouldn't thing. be over there. All right. No. So uh, any, any surprising people on there? Uh, n-
1: no, not that, not that I saw nobody really surprising. Just made so me. we pretty much
0: make the same surprise. list. If, if we were to uh, guess it, maybe. No,
1: not me. Not you. Oh. No, because I got Dustin in my top 10. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: like I've,
1: yeah, I've got, true. I've got a lot of local guys sprinkled in there here and there, you know, so no, yeah. I don't. I don't believe so. Even Matt Nance, Matt Nance, well on his way to a Blue Ridge Championship. Uh, so congrats to him, first off. And now let's talk about Blue Ridge for a second. Just sidetrack. I, I I love the series. Again, they're mm-hmm. they're going towards their penultimate event of the year, the finale for the Three Nails Contracting Shootout, three thousand to win at Lakeview this coming weekend. They got rained out last weekend at Travelers Rest. Of course, they were at Sumter the week before. But the thing with Blue Ridge for me. Now, they got ahead of the game and mm-hmm. went ahead and switched tires at the beginning of this year. And at first, it really hurt the car count, like, a lot. They were they started with, I think, 10 cars, and it trickled down a little bit, but then caught right back up. But the thing about Blue Ridge, in my opinion, and uh, the reason that they are not getting car count every single race and people following the series like they want, there's just too many daggum races. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, now, and you think about that, you say, "Well, Ryan, World of Outlaws and Lucas
0: all run this amount. They don't. They don't run. As, they don't run that much. If well, you if you sit down and look at it, I mean, they run like more nights a week. But if you're talking about like weeks out of the year, uh, it's not that
1: much. Well, and you also got to think about now. Okay, so World of Outlaws, Lucas, they're running you know 25, 30 races, whatever." their teams are better equipped for that kind of racing. You know, the the back to back nights.
0: Blue Ridge guys are still are, are still blue collar.
1: They're yeah, the Blue Ridge guys are still like us, local and regional racers that don't have unlimited pockets. They can't afford to go race weekend after weekend, you know, Friday, Saturdays, back to back shots. And, you know, they need a little bit of time to rebuild. So I'm thinking that, you know, if you if you if they cool their schedule down to you know take a week or two off every month drop it from 36 races this year down to around 20 you know that's kind of the sweet spot i believe is about what? 20 or so races
0: well what a lot of your local travel series are doing is they're racing like one points race maybe a month maybe every other month they're they're racing like if you look at still block they don't they don't run that many races no, they, they run don't throughout the year same thing that uh mid east did with the 604s um you know we didn't right. run that much and, and you know that allows you and i like that i would rather series do that because then you could you know potentially run for other point series because then well, you can yeah. you could also you can make more money if you finish in the, in the right positions that's a good
1: racer's perspective for a guy like you that would want to run multiple you know series at one time to make more money i I totally get that too, but from so like, perspective.
0: so like Matthew Nance, because right. I would love to see Matthew Nance race with steel blocks, steel block bandits.
1: Uh, and that could be a possibility. So you never so, know what so happens
0: if they kind of like you know race every other whatever you know. That might could give. Matthew Nance the possibility to, to run both series and then Absolutely. say he somehow locks up and wins both series and they both pay out 10,000. Well, now he's got 20,000.
1: Well, that's, uh, that, I mean, that's kind of like, um, Brandon Shepard winning world of outlaws and the, the Castrol flow racing night in America series at the right. same time. And, right. um, yeah, it's, I, I see what you're saying. And a lot of guys, you know, try to do it. Zach Mitchell, um, did Zach no no Corey Hedgecock ended up winning the the Southern Nationals points yeah but uh yeah like Zach Mitchell was trying to do it with a couple of series and and yeah it's it's a really good idea for for you know series to work together and kind of like try to all have you know of course some of them don't want to have the same races as other series but but still to give guys opportunities to maximize their racing season as much as possible is I think a big thing as racing moves forward in the the market and the economy and the world that we're uh, that we're racing in right now. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, mean it I know, does make I know, sense. I know it would cost more, but for you know the drivers that can pull it off and you know run good and you know multiple tracks, multiple series, you know it, it would it would benefit their their wallets a little bit, and their funds, yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, but, it definitely you know,
1: would, but we'll see what happens. Those, I'm not going to say that
0: that would be, you know, the right thing to do. I'm just kind of like, you know, thinking over here, kind of free yeah. balling it. Hey, that, that's that's all we do here at Talking Dirt,
1: I guarantee you. Um, so that was, we talked about the World of Outlaw schedule a minute ago. Let's talk about uh, the Lucas Oil schedule uh, that they've got coming up here very, very soon. It starts in January, which is right now, Matt, only a couple of months away so they Literally. kick it off. They kick it off on January twenty fifth, Golden Isle Speedway for four nights, uh, and then Bubba Raceway Park, which is a really really cool place. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's got like a dog leg down the backstretch. Really really dope place. And then they go to uh, start off February at Alltech Raceway. Then they go to East Bay Raceway Park for I believe the the first or the second to last time that they'll be able to do that. Uh, gonna suck to see East Bay go away. That's one of those places, Matt. That I really want to get down to East Bay to watch at least one race and hopefully I get to do it this year. But, uh, and that's a place for you that, you know, driving, uh, speaking of coming back a little earlier than like March, April, that'd be a place. If you have your car ready by, you know, crate nationals time next
0: year, I'd, I'd really consider going to East Bay. See, I don't know. I, because I'm not, obviously I'm not that good around here other than, right. You know, I'm okay. I can run mid, you know, mid backpack at a uh, Lakeview, I can run mid pack at Sumter, but you know, I, other than that, I'm back everywhere. Right. <laughs> so I wouldn't want to go down, spend all that money, go down there, and not even make the race. So, well, I mean, it's uh, but it's one of those if, experiences that you so, just kind of right. want Here, to have, you know. Here's the thing: if if I improve a lot this year, and they race in twenty twenty four and that's their last year. Right. I will probably go to East Bay. If I have a really successful twenty twenty three season, I will go to East Bay in
1: twenty twenty four. Oh, I absolutely would. Uh and I believe that is the last time they'll be open. So uh yeah, one one of those bucket list tracks and events the uh Winter Nationals at East Bay. Um yeah I really hope you get there. I hope I get there before it closes down. But uh Let's Keep on here. Then they go in the month of March atomic speedway in Ohio and Brownstown speedway in Indiana. Um, two mainstays on the Lucas Oil schedule. Then you got Tri City Speedway, I'm assuming that's that same one that uh, World of Outlaws is running. Then they got Macon Speedway, uh, Georgetown Speedway, Hagerstown, and Port Royal in the, mar- the month of April. Then in May, they got Ponderosa Speedway, Florence Speedway in Kentucky, uh, Farmer City. Fairbury 334, and then Lucas Oil Speedway in May. Noticing a pattern here, Matt, with both Lucas Oil and World of Outlaws. Then they they switch it up. Then it's West Virginia Motor Speedway for uh, a big event up there, Smoky Mountain. Then it's Lernerville for the Firecracker 100. Then it's Muskingum County Speedway in the month of June. So the pattern's still kind of there, still lacking southeastern tracks here, although they do hit Smoky Mountain.
0: And mm-hmm. Then
1: in July Muskingum County Speedway, Deer Creek, Davenport Tracity, Oil, and husetts all northern Midwest swing. Um and then they come back down south a little ways. They go Florence Speedway then Batesville in Arkansas for the Topless 100 and then Port Royal Speedway um up in Pennsylvania. So still we're still matching it no southeastern no, no no tracks in the Carolinas here. Now of course they usually have they usually have the the Grassy Smith Memorial. Obviously, Lucas Oil used to run at Fayetteville a little bit. Um, they've been to to Lancaster, I believe, a time or two as well. But just lacking the the southeastern love here, uh, in my opinion, um, one of the you know most prominent racing communities around. Um, then they in September they go Portsmouth, Tyler County, uh, Knoxville for uh, Knoxville Nationals. That's right after uh, the World One Hundred. And then Brownstown Speedway, Raceway 7, and Pence, uh, Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania Motor Speedway for the Pittsburgher. And then the big kicker to this year's schedule, the Dirt Track World Championship, Matt, this year. No longer will it be at Portsmouth Raceway, um, even though uh, they are there one time this year in September. Portsmouth Raceway will drop the Dirt Track World Championship to Eldora Speedway. So now, Matt, that means that three of the six or so crown jewel races in Dirt Lake Model Racing are now at the Eldor Speedway. How about that? Well And of I course if they bring back the million, it'll be four of the of the crown jewels.
0: I mean, I I'm gonna be honest, I'd like to see that at you know, those big races at other tracks. Right. Know, um. Well, I because, mean the the, the because dream- you get guys like you get guys like Brandon Overton and Jonathan Davenport that only them to win those races.
1: <laughs> sure, yeah, sure, but I mean the, anybody can win at any time. Honestly, uh, we've seen it happen. But uh, yeah, it, it's kind of a chokehold on the rest of the racing world that Eldora's got right now. Because I mean, obviously the the world and the Dream are two races that are put on by Eldora, nobody else. So that's not going anywhere. But giving him the, the world championship, too, it just, you know, it feels a little overpowered. But hats off to uh, Tony Stewart. He is really turning Eldora into the face of the racing world when, you know, it used to be like Knoxville and and, and some other tracks, Charlotte eh, and, and whatnot. But uh, I guess really any race at Eldora is going to be a good one. So you can't really can't really bad mouth it.
0: No, no, no. no. I mean, it. It's going to be good regardless, but I'm just saying I, I'd like to see it at different places. But you know, right. it is what it is. Eldor is a uh, the I'm gonna just say it's the nicest facility it like is. dirt dirt racing wise in the country. Yeah, so I mean, it it does make sense to put it there.
1: Absolutely top notch, man. I really enjoyed uh, that day that we were able to you know walk around there, and just look at the track and, and all that, and just to see how top notch that entire facility was, man. Is is a really cool place, and I'm ready to see some some racing there in person again, hopefully. I w- I really want to go to LaDora one of these years, man. I, I just want to see it live racing on it in person. Um, so, yeah, those are the two main schedules in late model racing. Um, of course, I talked earlier in the show this weekend, the Ultimate Street Stock Challenge, which we never really talked about uh, the Ultimate Street Stock Challenge because it's a... It's a really cool concept, Matt. I know you're out of uh, the the street stock uh, racing game, the Ultimate Street Stock Challenge, of course, a street stock series. Um, you're kind of out of that game, but it's still a really cool idea and opportunity for these street stock racers to race for some really, really big money. It puts them kind of on the same sp- the, the same pedestal as you know your your bigger late model, uh, like your regional late model series. I really think that it's. It's uh, a solid idea and something that needs to be expanded on because, you know, street stocks, aside from, you know, front-wheel drives and whatnot, are probably the most numerous class, the the biggest class by the numbers in in racing, I think. Right?
0: Maybe. I don't know. You got to
1: think about it because, I mean, there's a lot of pure stock and stock eight and Thunder Bombers and whatnot, too, but... But street stocks are the backbone of dirt track racing. And, and that's that's not an arguable fact. Street stocks are the backbone of dirt track racing everywhere. They're at
0: every track. There, there's other classes you might not have at certain tracks, but there's a street stock track no matter what track you go to. They might be called country. something
1: different, but they're still street stocks. Yeah. I guarantee it. So it's yeah. it's a great idea to give these guys big purses to race for and whatnot. I think it needs to be expanded upon. Like, oh, uh, we need a race down here in Sumter and, and some more places in the Carolinas uh, because, you know, we got some of the best street stock talent there is, bar none. Um, and you'll see a lot of them this coming weekend. A, a few of them actually uh, dominated Lakeview last weekend. You had an old Sumter County top three over there with, with Terry Caples and Cameron. And uh, I think Bubba Kolb ended up finishing behind them, or it might have been Austin in that mix as well It was it, it, all your separate guys were there and they all did really, really good uh, this past weekend at Lakeview. But uh, yeah, I believe that that idea for the, the ultimate street stock challenge needs to be expanded upon, um, you know, more money if they can get it and they need to bring it more into the Carolinas because there's a lot of good guys in Georgia, but I'm telling you the backbone, the car counts they'll see if they hold races more prominently in the Carolinas is probably astounding. Yeah. I'm, and it's just something to consider for a lot of these, you know, big yeah. street stock racers. Because, I mean, we'll look at the list real quick. They put out a lot of guys that are coming this weekend to Livonia. I think 50 or so uh, will be there. You know, I'll pull it up just real quickly and, and and kind of go over this list. What I kind of expect to happen. i pull up Ultimate Street Stock. Excuse me. Their Ultimate Street Stock Challenge Facebook page. They've got all the lists here. Chad Thrash, who um, is a, a Bristol winner, he's won the oh, what's that? the The big race that they have at Why Not every year, the Street Stock Nationals. He's oh yeah, that. yeah. He's, the, he's, where they
0: start them three wide? <laughs> no, no, that's at Gaffney. No, 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 that's at Why Not as well. Uh-uh. Uh uh I haven't is. seen that.
1: I know they do it at Gaffney. Yeah, I it seen is. It Why not?
0: Yeah, I have. Hey, that, they that's do that. Yeah, they do that. Cool.
1: Well, um, so they got him on the conf- the confirmed list. Uh, a couple of the outlaw boys from Lancaster are heading up there. Let's see here if we got any other good names. I know that uh, Dalton Peavy will be there. Um, uh, Blake Pryor will be there in his number seventy eight. I'm just trying to pull up a, a full on list real quick. Let's see if I can uh, if I can read that one off here. Uh, They got Patrick Lyon going. Patrick's won a lot of street stock races this year. He's really, really good uh, behind the wheel of the 01 car. Uh, TJ Herndon will be there. TJ Herndon was a a big runner, a front runner at Bristol this past year. Uh, Andrew Stone will be there, young phenom out of Savannah, Georgia. Andrew is fantastic. We call him Stone Cold. Now, funny story, Andrew earned his moniker one night at Sumter. Um, He was, I believe, 13 years old. This was back in 2020. Um Andrew was leading a race, and you know, he was just getting pounded by some of the Sumter Speedway veterans. Like uh, I think Holloway was behind him. Um, he had what, what Drew Sheeley in the mix and and quite a few other guys that, you know, have won a lot of races at Sumter. And I think Austin and Tanner Ronanis were in that race as well, if I'm not mistaken. But, anyways, um Andrew just led lap after lap and never never missed a beat. And from there he was stone cold. I think he even got that name down in Georgia as well. And, uh, we translated it over here. So Andrew has always been one of my personal favorites, a little buddy of mine, uh, who's doing some really, really cool stuff. Um, some other guys, let's see if there's any, you might know Matt Earl Petty, who's a uh, big name up in the, uh, North, Northern South Carolina area, banjo Duke, obviously Andrew Durham. Now this guy has raced modifies for quite a while. I'm sure that you're familiar with Andrew Durham, Matt. um, but just recently, built his own street stock. And so far, he's got a win with it already. And he's been bad fast everywhere he's gone. Have you ever seen that? Uh, seen him in a modified? He drove the, uh, the number yeah. 06 with the Bojangles on it. He was really fast in a modified.
0: Yeah, I mean, I saw him at a... I think the first time I saw him, honestly, was at Bristol uh, the first year back. Mm-hmm. And then he raced some at Lakeview. And then yeah, I and saw him Hunter at Charlotte a too as well. Well, funny, I've never seen modifieds at, uh, that's all really, it's
1: different. It's different, man. Where like, you're used to a certain type of racing that happens in just about every class and then modifieds come in and every time they just shake it up completely. It's, it's crazy to watch, dude. I love watching modifieds at Sumter, especially, uh, more so than just about any other track just because of how different they race than our normal cars. So moving yeah. on, you got uh, both Vandy Griffs will be there. Keenan and what's the other one here? I believe he's the number 17, maybe. No, 13, Caleb Vandy Griff. They'll both be there. Um, Dalton Peavy, I said, uh, Ronnie Mosley will be fast. That's going to be one to watch as Ronnie Mosley. Um, Cade Langley will be there out of Rock Hill. Let's see here. Blake Bentley in the B12 car. He's always quick. Uh, Megan Irwin, who was really good at Bristol earlier this year, she'll be there. Uh, Andrew Baker out of Lancaster. Let's see here. Mitchell Duvall will be there. Some big, big street stock names here, guys. Um, Some more. Royce Bray, who normally drives the 602 late model. He'll be there in a street stock. Uh, Andy Stewart. Andy Stewart out of Evans, Georgia, is supposed to be there as well, not driving the uh, 75 anymore. He'll be in a 21 car. Uh, That'll be Andy Stewart, of course. You've got uh, Brandon White in the 26. He has won a lot of big money street stock races and looks to i uh, repeat it once again. Bobby Oglesby out of Georgia. Uh, I'll see here. Uh, Madison Hoots, who's a mainstay with the Middie uh, Thunder Bombers. He'll be in a street stock for this one. Let's see who else we got here. Said Chad Thrash earlier. Michael Wells. Uh, let's see here. Tanner Fortune. Uh, any other good name? Oh, Ron Pope making the trip. Cameron Holloway. Roger McKenzie. So 58 cars so far are confirmed for that uh, event that actually kicked off tonight with some open practice. Uh, so some, uh, some pretty cool stuff over in Livonia. Now, uh, I guess guys, before we uh, close out the show, Matt, uh, still a couple of things to talk about. Now you were telling me earlier about something you needed to get off your chest. Yes. on the podcast. So uh, let's go ahead and get out that out the way before we get, get out of here.
0: All right. So, before i talked to you or er, on the phone earlier and told right. you this statistic factual statistic right uh-huh. okay so what what would your answer to this question be rocket versus longhorn which one's better what longhorn. would it be longhorn hands down all right all right, all right so someone did the math they 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 mathed it up and uh Turns out the, the chassis with the most national touring wins drum roll rocket well boom
1: there's hold on there's there's a conversation there there's a conversation all right let's have look it. at who has had wins in the bigger races Longhorn Charlotte Eldora Knoxville etc Longhorn And you also have to think about how many more Rockets there are on the racing scene still than there are Longhorns, even at a national touring level. Where you have, you know, six or, or, uh, let's say, 12, 13, 14, 15 Longhorns, you have 20 or so Rockets in in that field. They still outnumber Longhorn by far.
0: Well, here's the thing. I I think they counted in those... You know, non-sanctioned super races like you know okay. the World One Hundred, the Dream. So all of those races are counted as well, I do believe. Okay. But, so I mean, they're still in, in in there, but Rocket just got more, I guess. On I I,
1: I'm, I guess I I still you know I think that it's it's a it's a revolving door. Things are going to come and go. Somebody might you know. Build a chassis tomorrow when it becomes the biggest thing here in 5 years it's always a possibility i mean i believe that you know bloomquist now that he's going to spend some more time possibly working on his chassis i believe that scott bloomquist cars are going to become a whole lot better i um uh, i believe there's you know there's still so. life there's still breath in um in laser chassis and swartz chassis if they can find the right marketing partners um there there's still life in a, in a lot of these other brands especially like cvr logan roberson won a ton of races up north this year uh, running crate stuff in a CVR He car. was
0: running Rocket this year.
1: Was he running or, a Rocket this no, year? No, he was
0: running a Longhorn this year. Excuse me. Are you sure? Yeah, he was. Because he was last in CVR year, forever. No, no, no. Yeah, he was. But last year, he was in an XR1. He sold it at, at at the end of last year. And right. I I want to say he got in into a Longhorn. He might have been in another Rocket. But I know last year he was in a Rocket.
1: Well, I could have sworn he was in a CVR. So you might be telling me some information that I don't know. Uh, but anyway, CVR is still a car that I do like. I mean, you got guys like Sean Thomas and, um, and I want to say that, uh, Luke Cooper runs a CVR as well. Uh, those are pretty cool race cars. Um, and then of course you got a lot of guys that are, you know, rocket longhorn copies and whatnot, but uh, all the Ooh. guys that are, you know, doing it themselves and making their own unique thing are really having uh, some success right now. What you got?
0: I want to say I heard that Bobby Pierce got and got himself a longhorn.
1: He did. They uh now that's that's what I heard as well. It uh, could be a, a crock of crap, but I I believe that that Bobby Pierce did get a longhorn. I
0: wonder how that's um, going to go.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. It should be Bobby good. Bobby Pierce good. is good.
0: He I know there's controversy with him, but I mean, he he I love him. Wins a lot of races.
1: W- wins a lot of races. Does it his own way. I, I applaud Bobby Pierce, and I think that some of his raps are the coolest things since sliced bread, especially the bread wrap that he pulled out at Eldora this year, uh, for the million. But, but yeah, I mean, question of of uh, of Longhorn and Rocket, they're the same thing. Yeah, it, it, it's really down to the setup guy and the driver of of how of how well these things are going to go, even though, I mean, the chassis, obviously they mean a ton, but there's nothing it's, that a good fabricator honestly, can't do to change them.
0: I feel like a lot of it's, uh, not, not really just chassis, but shocks too. Right. Right. I the think shocks
1: played the most, yeah. the, the most part in just about everything that, and your, your scale set up and whatnot as well. Uh, but, uh, Matt, I guess uh, I hate to do this, but I believe that's going to be the close of the show here tonight. Now I will throw in some of the possibly a few of the reviews that we did, but obviously uh, Sumter Speedway uh, ended their season a couple of weeks ago. Big Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Model Event. It was won by Jay Sessoms. Of course, uh, World of Outlaws World Finals. Jonathan Davenport took that victory. Um, And then Sonoya Raceway this past weekend uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it during the show, but I'll just cover it real fast. Pulled out a helicopter trying to drought the track on Friday. It sort of kind of worked. It was still kind of sloppy and really bumpy. Popped some some tires, but still Kyle Bronson was able to be the only guy that that finished the race done with a clean race car because everybody else had mud from their head to their toes, and they were switching out helmets and all kinds of stuff during the race. Crazy scenes. I know. Sonoy was pretty cool about it, though. And then Saturday, the track was back to normal. And I want to say, gosh, who was that, Matt? It was um led flag to flag, Ricky Thornton Jr. Why couldn't I think of that?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh out west, Shane Clanton um battled with uh Jonathan Davenport, I believe was it was it Davenport that got the win at the duel in the desert for XR? It was somebody. That race was a thousand miles away, so I wasn't really. Oh watching.
0: I, I think it was Bobby Pierce.
1: Well, Bobby Pierce won a prelim night. He didn't win the main race. Uh he um uh, he won Friday night. I can't remember who won Saturday night. It skipped my mind. Of course. Davenport one world finals a week ago or two weeks ago now. Uh, so he's been on a tear. Yeah, I guess that's, uh, just about all the reviews that we've got to do. Uh, coming up this weekend, I'll be at Livonia speedway, uh, with the wicked fabrication team. Y'all come see us, say hi, get Manjo to sign something for you. Uh, we, we might even put you in a YouTube video. Who knows? Come see us if you're at Livonia, um, Lakeview motor speedway racing this weekend. Um, and I believe that might be just about it. Lakeview, of course, got the, uh, the Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models and all regular classes there as well. Um, as always, uh, go ahead and uh, download this podcast wherever you listen to it. Uh, you can find it wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Uh Leave us a review. Uh, like this if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Uh, all that good stuff. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash talking Dirt. Follow uh, myself, on TikTok at Talking Dirt, you can follow uh, Matt at Matt Prigent Racing and the Prigent 14 over on TikTok. And uh, yeah, Matt, any uh, anything you want else you want to say to the people before we get going to do a little eye racing broadcast on this beautiful Thursday night?
0: No, Just have a have a good weekend, guys. Have a good weekend and gals. If there's any listening for some reason, <laughs> for some <laughs>
1: but, reason, hey, that might be. I need to check our viewership because that might be you know the tops, and we just don't know it. But uh, but yeah, guys, um, have a good weekend. Yeah, go out, have some fun, go watch some local racing wherever you're at, and rejoin us next week as we come back to talk some more dirt.